gonna be fun. Recording in progress. <laughs> I always thought I sounded like her. Okay. I counted myself in really awkwardly last time. So I'm gonna do it again. I think it's my thing. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Rebel Flow podcast. I'm your host, Flo. Today we have a very special guest. She's a storyteller, an author, a podcaster, one of the most multifaceted people I know. She loves Jesus and hears him so beautifully. We met on an online ministry school and we were able to meet in person at a mission strip in Hollywood last year. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's none other than Lauren Hansen. You are so fun. Thank <laughs> you. What a sweet introduction. You're, yeah, of course. Um, you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I'm honestly very excited about all the things going on in your life. Fun fact, part of the reason I have this podcast is because of you. Um, I got to be a guest on her show, Strangers on the Way podcast, which we'll talk more about. And I got the pod bug. So I started my own podcast, but I did want to start by talking about how you have your hand in so many projects. And mm. I would love to talk a little bit about how you got on that pathway. What was your origin story that led you to where you are now? Such a good, good question. And I love that you're going for your podcast. I just want to say like, I believe that creativity is going to help heal the world. And so I'm just so proud of you for like, having a dream and going for it. And it starts small, like anything and builds and then grows. And it's just, I think it's the way, like, I don't know, God talks about like the mustard seed. I feel like a lot of life starts that way too. It's like just small steps um, of faithfulness over and over on repeat. And then beautiful things can happen. And, and even if it's just, you know, short term, that's beautiful too, but yeah. we grow in the process. So origin story. Well, I feel like with all the different projects, I it's in my DNA because I'm an Enneagram seven. And oh, so same. I love, <laughs> that's why, that makes that's why we're buds. Sense. Yes, this makes so much sense. <laughs> that's why we're buds. And so, yeah, I love variety. I love trying new things. I love pioneering and adventures and new experiences. So I would say the beginning of Strangers on the Way was um, just a blog that started probably 15 years ago. And I just, I love to write. I've always loved to write. And so I started uh, writing blogs and I realized that a lot of them were about interactions that I had with people and things that they were teaching me. And uh, a friend of mine uh, one day was like, hey, Lauren, when you get like 40 stories, you should just put it in a book. And so I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I researched. I love how like creatives can just do there's there's not as many barriers as I think in the past. And so I just literally got a book called how to publish on Amazon. And I went through the steps and put it all in the formatting. And within three days, I mean, it took a while to write, but within three days it was on Amazon. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really fun. And what's been really beautiful about it is I did it just because I love to write and I didn't really think anyone would read it, but there's been really cool God stories of people who who've reached out just like on Facebook Messenger that have been touched by different stories or like that are wanting to start a relationship with God or are walking through really hard things and like wanting to to connect with with God and find freedom. And so it's just amazing. Like you don't know what's on the other end of your creativity and who it touches. And I think it's like a part of us that we get to give the world, you know, and we find each other in each other's stories. And so that's how it started. And it's funny, God actually gave me the title for Strangers on the Way. I was like, okay, God, like, what should I call this thing? And it just, it kind of just came to my mind. 
and I I was like I didn't like the title at all I was like that's a weird title like strange <laughs> on the way like what does that even mean but it's kind of been this journey and I'm realizing that as I get to know more people I'm actually getting to know Jesus more and more because we all carry a part of we're all made all of us are made in his image so we were talking about like right before this just the more people you get to meet the more of God you get to see and so um, that's how that got birthed and then I started recording just some of the stories on a podcast and then I felt like God said okay now I want you to interview like strangers and friends and so that was born last year just finished a year I think we're on episode 76 now it's been so fun to talk to people from all over the world and yeah it's just been a blast yeah so when you approached the soon-to-be guests whether for you know friends it might be a little bit easier but for a stranger how do you approach getting them on your show Oh, it's so fun. Um, I, well, when I was younger, I was actually really, really shy. And my brother, I would have my brother talk to the cashier at the store for me. And so it's not, I I think I'm actually more introverted. Like I, that's how I recharge. And so going up to strangers is actually not the easiest for me. But um, now I always know that there's going to be some great God moment on the other side of it. So I just take the risk. But yeah, every, I would say every interaction is different. Last weekend, I was at a little like ice skating thing in in our neighborhood at a a, a Central Park. And there was a guy who had a donut and cocoa food truck. And so I was like, oh yeah, I I love sweets. And so (laughs) I just struck up a conversation and I asked, hey, how did you start your food truck? And it was really cool. He ended up just, he's like, well, I really love sweets and just had this idea. He he did it and all the income ended up, putting his two boys through college. Oh yeah. You could tell he was like such a cool dad. And so I just said, Hey, I love your story. Like, could I um, have you on my podcast? It's about strangers that I meet and things they teach about life. And he was like, Oh yeah, sure. So that's, I mean, it's like pretty simple, but it's like just starting a normal conversation with someone and then seeing who they are, what they love, what they're passionate about, and then inviting them to be a part of it. I think that's so cool because you're giving people a voice that might not have ever thought that their story was worth sharing and you are getting so much out of it. I'm sure they are as well. And then all of your listeners are just getting so many golden nuggets. I just think it's a very cool concept that you're giving people a platform who didn't ask for it and who you feel impressed to share their story because everyone has a story to to share and, and something to offer. Everyone has value. We need everybody. And like you were saying about how every person carries the image of God and they carry a different facet of Jesus, of God. And it's just cool to learn, as you said, all the different ways that God works and how creative he is and how different we all are. And it's amazing. It's so fun. I uh, There was a, ho- a homeless man that is in my book and I would walk around just my town and he would always be on this one bench. So we got to become friends and he would have all these books under his bench and To Kill a Mockingbird was his favorite book. And it was so beautiful to hear his story because he didn't, it was like life circumstances led him to where he was and he, he chose to be homeless, to stay homeless. But it was, it's like, wow, if we stop and pause and listen to where people are at, like we can just learn so much and 
I really feel like something God's teaching me in this season is, is just don't judge anyone because you just don't know where they've been, what they're going through. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really like just softened my heart to see that. Yeah. We all do have a story and we all come from somewhere. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a gift. I think it definitely humanizes people because these are people, no one, I mean, I'm not going to meet those same people necessarily. And I would have never heard their story otherwise, but there's so much division in the world in general. And when you don't see them as people anymore, when you yeah. see someone who thinks differently as the enemy, or they're trying to infringe on whatever, it's good to remember that we're all made of the same makeup. Yes. You know, we're all made of the image of God, of course. And it's just nice to have that glimmer and I'm just really glad that you're putting all that stuff out there. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And that was a cool story. Do you have any other like marking interactions you've had with some strangers that you want to share? Yeah. My, the first story in the book is about a surf instructor named Mar Marcelo. <laughs> He's from Brazil and I love Drake, the rapper, if you haven't heard of him. Uh, and <laughs> is he, he new? Is he upcoming? <laughs> up and coming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I've loved him since I was in, I think, high school. And he's just one of my favorites. And I was, I booked my first ever surf lesson. This was about 10 years ago. I was visiting Southern California and I met my instructor on the beach and he had a surfboard. Well, I turn around and this guy looks just like Drake, like identical to Drake. It's, it's just wild. And I knew like, I knew it was God because God to me is always so funny. He's just, he's got a sense of humor. He knows, he knows what we love. He knows like our little like quirks and he just, he just, yeah, he knows it all. And so I just knew it was from God. And I put that story in the book first, because I think a lot of times like in church, we can be like, oh, like God is holy and we have to be reverent. And, and it is like, yeah, he is. He like created everything. He mm -hmm. deserves respect, <laughs> but actually Jesus made a way for us to get to the father and the father is like the best father that we could ever have. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like that moment was like, oh, like my dad sees me and he's joking with me. And I got to do, uh, I love to surf. It's like, I feel like I'm, I don't know, in another world. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the first ones I put in there. Cause I just want people to know, like, no, you can like really talk to him about how you really are. And he really knows you, like he knows you inside and out. And so that's one of my favorite personal ones. Yeah. I... And those type of stories, like where, where it's like an inside joke between you and God weirdly builds so much trust in that yeah. you are seen because there's this silly thing that I, so I'm always late places. Like it is part of who I am in my character, I guess. I don't know. I'm always late. I struggle with being on time all the time. You're an optimist. You I'm just think optimist. more time. No, I'm I, saying I mean, you must be an optimist too. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. We're so, I think it's a seven thing. It's like, gotta I can be. Season one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I've got one more. Yeah, and so I. It always seems like when I am running late that I can't find like a sock or a shoe that I'm looking for or like a certain thing. And so I've done this thing where I'll pray, God, will you help me find this sock? And as soon as I open my eyes, the next thing I see is that sock. And oh, so, well. and that's been going on since middle school and it still happens. Like I'm still late. Yes. I haven't learned my lesson yet, but also if I ask God, God, show me where this is or whatever, and it could be for me or for someone else, I should work for the FBI. Anyways, 
side story. And (laughs) so even more recently, I've taken that concept and brought it to my daughter. She's kind of inherited that from me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so she's lost a toy or something. I'll be like, okay, let's pray to Jesus and have him help us find it. And he's answered that prayer. And so now like he'll, he'll show us the thing. Like one time she lost the spring out of a pin and it's like, you can't Mm -hmm. see that anywhere in our gray carpet. And I prayed and I looked down and it was right there. So now she comes to me. She goes, mommy, I can't find this toy. Will you pray with me to Jesus to help us find it so Jesus could help us? And I'm like, wow, like she's building trust from that silly little, it seems so silly, but it's so huge. You talk about, was it already when we were recording the mustard seed faith, Mm -hmm. something that seems so tiny, it can be one of the biggest pillars that you can hold on to. Yes. And it goes so deep. Yes. That's my favorite thing about God, how he's in the details. Yeah. Uh, I had a coworker, his, uh, he was in Mexico and his wife lost her wedding ring in the ocean and they prayed and asked God. And they felt like he said, like, go this way, three more steps, two more steps. And then they looked down. It was right there in the middle of the ocean. God wants to be involved in every detail of our lives, you know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, the challenge of breaking out of the four walls of the church. Yes, God is in the church. God also wants us to go like the Great Commission. He is in everything creatively as well. He's in every creative detail. It's so beautiful. So you also work in ministry with college students. So how did you get into doing that? That was like kind of a a building stepping stone thing too. Uh, I worked at a college for six years and then I worked at a church for two. And so this is kind of a blend of the two. It's called Fusion USA. And we um, equip churches to reach college students and disciple them and love them. And so I am really passionate about that age because I feel like it's the age where you like actually discover who you are or start to discover who you are and how you're wired and what you might want to do, um, what your purpose is, like all those big questions are being asked. And so I feel like it's such a a sweet time for you to encounter Jesus and like let him talk and speak into like how he made you and um, what he created you for. And it's just such a colleges and universities when I walk onto campuses, there's something in the air that I love and it's just learning and Um, students are trying new things and they're growing in leadership skills. It's just such a, could actually be like what the church is meant to be. It's like Mm -hmm. learning growth, trying, risking, like um, discovering who you are and like how you're made and taking risks. And so, yeah, I really love it. And I just believe there's something really powerful with this generation that's coming up. There's just a level of creativity that they have that I have not seen in a previous generation. Uh, And I'm excited. Like, I think they need some parent, like parents, they, mm-hmm. they kind of come from fatherless homes, a lot of them. And so there's definitely a need for like the whole church to rally around. And, and I think the older adults can learn from the youth as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about them that I feel like if, if their energy can be channeled, they're just a bunch of world changers. So definitely. And I just think back when I was in college first, that's where I really found God for myself, but also like, there's so much energy towards what is possible. There's so much, nothing's really disappointed them too much in the career field yet. And so like their career options are completely open and it, yeah, there's a lot of excitement around that. And it is definitely a pivotal time in people's lives, learning how they'll stand on their own two feet and decide what they want their world around them to look like. And man, if I had the energy I had when I was in college, I'd be unstoppable. (laughs) I used to have an 8am class. I'd stay up till like three or four, sorry, mom, three or four. And make it to the class, 
I know. Yeah. I know. Man. Our, meet, our organizational meetings, like student government was at 9.30 p.m. And I'm like, oh my goodness, now it's like, you know, winding down. They'd yeah. go to 11 p.m. I don't know how our advisors would do it, but I know it is like another another world. Yeah. Lots of energy. That's so fun. And I'm sure being in that ministry too, it kind of gives you a little revive of like, oh, mm-hmm. like, you know, that energy that you're getting from them. And so do with those churches you partner with, are they national or is it you stay within your state? How do you find these churches to partner? I love this about Fusion. We work with every denomination from every state. And I've like, my heart burns for unity. And so that is like just I don't know, something I love. So we're, we'll work with like the tiniest little church, like on the country road. And then we'll work with the big mega church too. And so how we find them right now, we're only three years old. We've been in the United Kingdom for 25 years and it kind of grew grew out of student led small groups that multiplied like across the country. Yeah. Across the country. Um, And then they found that the churches or the small groups that were connected with local church were the, the strongest, like, they were the ones that could be sustained because they kind of had the church also supporting them. And, and so the whole strategy like kind of birthed out of that of like, oh, let's equip the local church to play their part um, to reach students. And yeah, so we are newer in the States and we're really just like going with the flow of the spirit. We've gotten connected with a couple of denominations so far that are just really hungry to reach students. And we're, yeah, just taking it like one step at a time. And we have a couple of coaching communities where we coach young adult pastors and do trainings and webinars and present at conferences. And it's been really neat to see. We got to be a part of the Asbury outpouring. They called us so cool. when, yeah, when it, when it happened, they called and said, hey, would you come just be background support for students, like help them process what's going on. And so we got to be on the ground for that. And that was a gift. So yeah, it's just the beginning, but we're really excited and expectant. And we really believe like, if the church will rise up and take their place, oh man, we could just be on fire and students could get set on fire. So yeah. Yeah. And with so such a broad range of the smaller churches from the larger and the different denominations, there's a lot of creative solutions and creative processes going on. How do you tend to partner with God in bringing those solutions? Yeah. What's really fun is that we're so relational with churches and so we'll pray with them. And we'll really encourage them to get out on the campus and pray. And like, there's just wild stories coming from that. They'll like meet a student who's like on fire. And then that student will start coming to their church and there's the students will bring friends. And like, there's just been churches where that's been happening or like students are just showing up at random churches all of a sudden. And so we really, yeah, we just, we pray and like God has a vision, I would say for each location, each church to play its part and each campus, college campus. And so yeah, we really believe in like just being saturated in prayer and then just going out and meet students, learn what the needs are of the campus, um, talk to security, talk to the dean of students, find out what what a students need. And there's been some really one of my favorite stories in the UK that I really want to be a part of here in the US is a girl just started doing, I guess it's nightclub ministry, but mm-hmm. she just started in the girls' bathroom helping like students who are drunk, <laughs> essentially. Yeah in the bathroom and she'd just pray with them or give them water, give them flip-flops and just talk to them. Wow. Uh, and it started, some of her friends started to do it. And so they ended up creating this organization called Club Mission and they would help students who were drunk late at night get home 
or um, give them water or pray with them. And it was really a blessing, like it increased the safety of the school because things can happen with like sexual assault and stuff when you're not, you know, not as on guard yeah. when you're drinking. And so it just became this like blessing on the campus and mm. with the security guards. And, and so I just love that. And that was all student led, like student ideas, students doing it for their peers. It's just, it's beautiful. So I'm like, I want to go do nightclub ministry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love to dance though. <laughs> so um, you'd so, be on yeah. the Drake's on, on the radio. All right. I'm out. Sorry guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just, I love that because it was probably just like a fleeting idea that popped into her head and she just mm -hmm. went with it. And then it, the momentum just took it into what it is now. And I think that there's so many opportunities that hit us like that, that we don't kind of play it through your mind all the way through. And so it's just the barrier of entry to anything like that is not as high as we think it is. Yeah. It is just again, taking that next step, right? Staying present. It's like you have a vision and maybe your vision is huge, mm -hmm. but you can't do that in one day, right? That there's a yeah. saying about that or something. Yeah, Rome well, wasn't built in a Rome. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is, I think I just made that up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, go with that next step. See, see what it could be. And I'm sure that girl unknowingly has saved lives. Yeah. Just being there as a support or even kept yeah. those girls safe. Yeah. You never know what your little step, and it goes back to even you sharing your stories, like who knows whose ears it's come across and you could have changed their trajectory of their life. Right. And it's, it's really encouraging to see like, okay, I have this silly small idea, but it's probably not going to be anything, but who knows if your heart's in the right place, that thing will fly. Yeah. That's so yeah, I love how you said even just paying attention to those little like ideas that come. I have a book, a, like a little journal. It's literally like ideas. <gasps> That's perfect. <laughs> it literally yeah. says ideas. <laughs> it's very Enneagram 7-esque, but yes. um, yeah, I think some of those are, I think, God ideas, you know, and like yeah. you, you and God can do them together. And yeah, and it always, I don't know, if you talk about like to any business owner, like it always starts small. Mm -hmm. It's just like the one step and the one step. Yeah. yeah. You look at like the Elon Musks and you're like, well, I wasn't born in South Africa, so that's already out. And I don't know, you just see these big, these big names, but they also started somewhere. Like you just said, it's just being faithful with, with what's in your hand, with what's right in front of you. And if it's still feeling, you still feel peace in it and it's bringing you joy, like keep yeah. going. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I love that. It's been a new lesson as like an Enneagram seven because I really like starting ideas, but I don't always have the follow through, Same. <laughs> um, but I'm, so some of it comes to like, now I'm just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be disciplined to like release, you know, one podcast episode a week. And it's, it's not always the most fun. Like it's fun to talk to people, but like to do it, like, okay, I know every week this is coming, but I think you see it looking back or writing, you know, a story in, in the book, it takes time and it's not always per se fun, <laughs> but but then I just think if you remember why you're doing it, mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah. I totally agree. I have my Bible. I read one chapter in my Bible a day because I used to be an all or nothing kind of person. Like when I first really started diving into my Bible, I found a P9 or no, a B90X program, read the Bible in 90 days. <laughs> I, I was like, it. let's go. I'm going to do this and made it to half of the first day because it was a lot. And 
And then there was another one, um, read the Bible in the year. And I was like, okay, way more doable. But even that was a lot of reading every day. And so I actually stole this from my mother-in-law. She begins her time with Jesus by just reading one chapter. And I have a study Bible. So even chapter by chapter, it really breaks it down. And so me just reading that one chapter a day, those Bible pages, man, they are thin. So you don't feel like you're really moving the needle. But looking past over the last year, I am almost halfway through the Bible. And wow. I would have never made it that far had I tried to take out the big bites. I would have burnt out. I would have given up. I would have just been like, eh, I got the Bible app. I'll just read that verse of the day and call it a day. And yeah, it's the small, consistent, mm. persistent, even when it doesn't feel good and leaving space for if I skip a day, it's, yeah. I'm fine. And it's less pressure to feel like I have to catch up because I'm like, oh, I'm just reading one chapter that might take five to 10 minutes. If I want to read more, I'll do more. But it's just keeping up with that routine. And that, you know, is a metaphor for literally anything you want to do. Yeah. So cool. So good. So good. I know it feels simple, but I feel like I'm just finally learning it and putting it into practice and be like, oh, this does really work. Yeah. Yeah. It only took us 30 some years. To <laughs> oh, well, yeah. maybe one day we'll learn, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Being consistent with what you've got in your hand. And yeah, I mean, even those big celebrities, big time people, they're not doing everything. They've got right. so much help. They've got people with right. them. They're just doing what they have capacity to do and delegating, you know? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's having grace for yourself being human and not being a superhuman. And that's okay. Yes. Yeah. I love that's, that. I could talk to you forever. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, you just got so many good stories and so much wisdom and, oh, you're a visionary as well. Do you <laughs> have like, I know we're trying to stay present and trying to take one step at a time, but do you have a direction that you're kind of looking towards maybe through strangers on the way, um, what you're kind of hoping that'll look like in the next year? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I feel like just to continue to do what I'm doing, it's, um, that's what God, I feel like is really showing me just like you said, be consistent and be faithful. So I'm, yeah, just planning to release an episode a week, um, for the podcast. And I'm, I'm writing a book called seniors on the way yes. the, the older generation. I just feel like when I meet with them, the wisdom that they have and like the, circumstances that they've walked through the war world wars the great depression like there's just some incredible wisdom that i think i want to capture before they're gone so that's kind of a version two i guess of strangers on the way but yeah i'm just excited to keep meeting people and i like i don't know i like where it's at yeah just meeting, yeah. meeting people and we'll see and i do like the aspect of meeting people that others might not know like yeah. Um, I talked to, a, um, I met a girl at a nail salon a couple weeks ago, who is a, a law clerk. And she's like, I was like, I'd really like to have you on the podcast. And she's like, I, I'm like a nobody. I don't have anything to say. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Everyone has something to say. Like we all have life experiences and we all are like our, even just who we are, like bring something to the table. So yeah, it's, it's kind of fun having just the random yeah. people that you wouldn't expect. I love that. It feels like a, a new take on chicken 
Soup for the Soul. Do you remember that book? Yes. That's what yes. I tell people because they're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, have you ever heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I used to like, they had a kid's version and I would just yes. dive into it. Um, and those were short little, little chapters and that made it very readable, but we find each other in our stories. Like that's what yeah. I just love. I love stories. Yeah. Yeah. And having that, uh, aspect in your life of telling other people's stories, how do you think you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but how it's impacted, how you see your own story. Have you changed direction on life choices? I'm sure, um, anything along those lines. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. To, I'm, I'm writing another book right now. Also, oh my gosh. at least you don't um, have too many projects. Coming. <laughs> I know. I, have, I definitely have too many. Um, they're all in the works and I'm still strategizing. Like I'm literally writing 15 minutes a day. That is oh, and that's so great. It, it might take a couple of years, but, um, I am writing one about my story and, um, and with my dad passed away five years ago and just walking through grief and how God has met me in that place as well. And so, yeah, I think being a part of sharing other people's stories does like automatically make you think about your own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. Like there's been ups and downs. I, I, I often say, I feel like my family or my, my story or my, and my family are kind of like a Hollywood movie in itself. And so yeah. there's like very high highs and very low lows, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Our, our mentor, Bill Johnson says like, it's <laughs> yeah. almost like a recipe where you put in all of the ingredients, the flour and the eggs and like the good and the bad, and it all makes something beautiful. And mm -hmm. I really am seeing that more and more how like no season is wasted. Yeah. And, and we often grow through hardship. So I'm trying not to resist it as much as I have in the past. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And like actually allowing yourself to experience instead of, I think that's a very Enneagram seven thing anyways, is just trying to look ahead instead and just, yeah. you know, bulldoze to get there rather than feeling all of the things in real time. And it definitely catches up as soon as you have a pause moment, you're, yeah. everything rushes back. So having that moment to be able to pause and really yeah, allow yourself to experience it and inform you and you can leave feeling so much better. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 The reflection piece is something I'm really leaning into just like creating margin in life. And then, yeah, like reviewing the, the day, even there's like an old ancient practice called the daily examine mm. about, and it's literally, you're just reviewing like either the past few hours or your day. And there is so much, like you do have to acknowledge the pain um, mm -hmm. or the joy, but that's actually how you release it, I think, and then can move forward. Mm. And for a lot of my life, I have I kind of just pushed all of that stuff down, but it does, it catches up with you. And so, yeah. That's such a good practice to do, like taking a daily evaluation. And and then if you're writing it down, you get to look back over your years yeah. and just, you see the ups and downs, but there's always a through line of just, yes. yeah, God's goodness in all of it, the good and the pain. No. And, yeah. um, and I, I don't think it's an accident that you are a storyteller because that's how like Jesus talks to his people. Like he speaks in stories and parables more than anything. And you're saying like, this is a facet of God. Every time I meet a new person, I get a new story. I'm learning more and more about God. And yeah, he, stories have a way of kind of breaking the offense barrier. It, it takes away from the feeling of 
having to get defensive or having a finger pointed at you, but you actually get to hear the story for what it is. And you can actually take in the lessons without being feeling like someone's preaching at you or something like that. I just yeah. think it's really moving, beautiful, needed. And mm -hmm. so I'm just, it's super, it, it's super duper. It's great. I'm just very mm -hmm. glad that you're doing this podcast as well. Yeah. Strangers on the way. I'll link it in the bio, of course, mm -hmm. or in the um, show notes and my bio. Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Love it. Well, we're both named Lauren, so. That's true. Yes. Flo is just a nickname Lauren. for me, but my government name is Lauren. So. <laughs> yes. We're creative dreamers. That's true. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if most Laurens are are like creative dreamers. You know, if it kind of, sometimes I think yeah. like you kind of like a Ben. You know, kind of what a Ben is like. I feel like Ben are <laughs> solid, like yes, kind men, consistent. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I'm yeah. like, and names are big in the Bible too. That's so. so true. Our name means victorious spirit or something like that, and and, and wisdom and wisdom. Do you hear that, husband? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, the statistically with the two of us in the room, it's a hundred percent chance that they are dreamers. And so I'm just going to let this be our survey pool. There we go. This is our sample. Sounds right. <laughs> if you are a Lauren, please, yes, please let us know. <laughs> are you a dreamer? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so funny. So good. But yeah. Is there anything um, that you want to leave our guests or our uh, listeners with that you hope that they kind of the little golden nugget you want them to take away from? everything we talked about. Yeah, I love it. I would say this week, try to take a risk and meet a stranger. So whether that's in the grocery store or gas station or walking in your neighborhood, it'll, I don't know, for me, it always still feels like a risk and it could be awkward, but I think it like gives so much joy to the ordinary average days. I feel like our, our days kind of are oftentimes just you know, can be mundane or like you're just doing your things, but yeah, it just like livens up the day. And the New York Times actually wrote an article right off the back of, or during the pandemic in 2020 about the benefits of meeting strangers. Mm -hmm. And they said that there's something actually in our brains that are called like, it creates weak bonds. So we have our strong bonds, which are like our family, our close friends, but there's these weak bonds that make us feel connected to the world as, as a whole. And those interactions with strangers actually contribute to that in your wow. in your brain so it's actually beneficial for our health too and makes us feel connected and yeah and whether you're like um i know like jesus says like go out to the world and whether you're a believer or not there's still like beauty in just striking up a conversation like with no agenda yeah. just like get to know people and their story and yeah some really fun things can come from it so i love that try to learn meet a stranger this week and try to learn something from them those are my two pieces of or my two challenges for the week. That's so good. I'm going to take that challenge too. And if you, the listener, happen to do that, please let us know. We want yeah. to hear about the strangers you're meeting and yeah. learn more about them as well. So Lauren Hansen, you are a dream as well as a dreamer, a vision as well as a visionary. <laughs> I could go on. You're Thank amazing. You so much for being Thanks on the podcast. Flow. Oh, yeah. So cool. We'll have to do this again. But yes, I love you. I appreciate you. Love you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks.